Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Welcome to episode 62 of the Nailed It Wall. I told you people, we're back and we meant it. This week, we're going to talk about Miss Schofield, rodeo number two, bringing her daughter to college. And we're starting the fourth week of our school year. Can you believe that? The fourth week. It's hard to believe. All right, people, buckle up and enjoy the ride. Uh, Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Miss Schofield. Miss Schofield, as we start off every episode, we got to know, how did you nail it this week? Or, or failed it. It's a nailed it or failed it. Yeah, I was really giving this a lot of thought. Um, I feel that, you know, first of all, week four, it just feels so surreal to be going into week four and not have the... I was a little late there, but I <laughs> promised, I promise I'm going to be better with the sounds. Uh, you did. Um, but I feel that it has been off to a great start. I would say my biggest nailed it, it has been doing the newsletter so far, um, communicating with the parents. We had, a, I would say, um, a good turnout for curriculum night, and I was happy uh, to have so many parents come out and listen to our our spiel, if you will, but then also to um, roll out the uh, cell phone idea of reducing screen time. Um, I need to do better. I would say that's kind of a failed it where I didn't follow through in sending that content home. But the newsletter, I've been proud because I have been using Adobe for uh, the last two years after we kind of segued away from Sway. And I ran into a hiccup this week where I guess they changed their whole, uh, I don't know, their whole program or their whole website and everything is different. So when I sent the leak out to my team, something got lost in translation. I don't know. It was like literally right in the middle of them changing over everything. So I had to figure it all out because half of my team had filled theirs in and uh, Mr. Skates and I had not. And I was able to like dig in and navigate it and figure it out and solve the problem. And I felt very proud of myself for that um, because you get complacent. I don't know, complacent. You get used to comfortable with knowing how to navigate certain sites. And so when you're thrown for a loop like that, you know, and having to figure it out on the fly, you know, it worked out great. So I say that's a nailed it. Wow, that's impressive. I love it. Uh, and today, you actually did a great job. Last week, we kind of touched on a little bit about your failures. And you came back and you had the students create with their brochures, like little posters. Uh, for the, the failures? Yeah, the failures. So it's like just like almost like a card. It's a half sheet folded in half. So it looks almost like a, um, you know, a little card. And they normally put them all up on an interactive bulletin board. But this year, since I did the personality quizzes, uh, I had the groups make posters of the different personalities and their traits and strengths, weaknesses, all of that. And so I displayed them up on that one spot that I typically use. And so the failures went off on a whiteboard, like a huge wall, but they kept falling off the wall. And so typically we all go and we look at everybody's failures and take it in and kind of then share out but because of their placement it kind of got all shifted and so I never really got to read 
all of them until I took them all down, which is kind of a failure right there that they all fell <laughs> off the wall. The really cheap tape. Go ahead, do your sound effect. I can see you trigger again. happy. <laughs> a little late with the sound. Yeah, little, I was I was just taking in your words and uh I gotta be quicker. We need a sound guy. We need a sound guy. We need a <laughs> bigger budget here at the nailed it wall. <laughs> so they all fell off you know not most of them fell off the wall. So then I just took them down. And today the kids were working on an independent uh, activity. And so I took time to go through each one. And I came across some of the most amazing uh, failure choices. Some of them were family members um, just uh, that have overcome really difficult things and have gone on to really impress the person that wrote about them. And I was truly touched by that somebody wrote about their mother somebody actually I think two people wrote about their mother somebody wrote about a brother it was just honestly beautiful and I got to see um, a whole the whole side of my kids that I hadn't seen who they chose why they were important so it really indicated if they were a soccer fan or you know music fan all that but again I just you know I I love what their reflections were about failure and how they process that too and I don't know. It's just a gift that kept on giving. Well said. Well said. And uh, it's just so cool for you to share how touched you were by the students of being that vulnerable and being that open with you. And these are eighth graders and kind of sharing that and knowing that that'd be hung up on the wall and, and the artwork. So many times you're like, check out this artwork. Look at the, look at this Tupac. Oh, yeah. Look at, look at this Van Gogh. And, uh, and so it was really awesome to see that. Uh, my nailed it was I, I was a part this past year. I was part of 500 uh, STEM infused teachers, part of this ASAP STEM fellowship through Arizona State University. And part of it was you had you had to do 30 hours or no 20 hours of professional development. And the whole thing was to get people back into professional development in person. Which and, is awesome. Which is which is really awesome because I mean I really hadn't thought about doing professional development and learning new things and pushing myself uh, the last couple of years since COVID. And so you had to do these 20 hours and that's what really pushed me to do the ISTE thing and, and go for that and apply for that. And our district was uh, so kind to pay for me to go to ISTE and uh, experience that. But so you had to do 20 hours of professional development, so many hours in person, and then they gave you a stipend for your classroom um, which I bought some pretty awesome things for my STEM classroom because we know being a STEM teacher, it gets expensive. Mm. And you had to submit four lesson plans. And I love the last minute pressure. I mean, I had all summer <laughs> to do these things. All summer. I mean, all summer to do these things. And I, I just was doing professional development. I mean, I've never worked so much in my, in my summer of going to trainings through our district. Uh, we presented at our tech fest, which was awesome. So much fun. Uh, we saw our, our sage teacher, Miss Eberhardt. She was so excited about GimKit and uh, using it in her classroom and took what she did. And just uh, you weren't with me when she was sharing it, but she was she was beyond giddy. She was so excited that it worked, and it was so cool how she uh, talked about those kinks and uh, got us excited about presenting. Like we just had so much fun that day. We like, really did. Uh, we we love to present. So anyways, had all summer to get these things done, and the deadline was coming up. I mean, 
it was like in the first or second week of school here and um, it was just hanging over my head just trying to plug away these four lessons getting your receipts and getting all this thing but it's just such an amazing program and it truly made me a better teacher thinking of um, aligning these different things to ELA standards and science standards and bringing tying all these STEM lessons. But lo and behold, today I finally got the email that all four lesson plans are in and approved with some minor tweaks coming back and forth there. But what happened here in Arizona is there's a website with all of these lesson plans and it's truly amazing what they were able to compile from all these STEM teachers around the state. And you applied for year two. I apply for year two as well. Um, but they're going from 500 to 400 teachers. So our fingers are crossed. And you talk about being rejuvenated and everyone in my PLC, um, there was four of us in our PLC. And they just said they just needed this like bump of life into STEM education and so much excitement of what we do and a connected connected community and the professional development is just it was just so crazy and uh i just i I can't get over this feeling of just pride of they sent out a thing of how much uh how many professional development hours these teachers did this past year how many lesson plans are turned in um people from all over the world want to be part of this and uh, this model and the, the big thing was to get teachers back doing professional development in person and uh, just that impact in the classroom and just the stipend for what it meant to our students and what it gave them. So it was really one of those rare opportunities that I'm just like, you know, just you sit back and you're like, wow, that was, that was pretty unique, you know, and uh, I had this opportunity to go on this ride and uh so thankful for everyone in my plc and i know i was stressing them out where i'm like oh don't worry about it. i got this i'm gonna get it done you know i'm doing this this and that and um they were there they were all rooting for me they're really stressed and uh and so it just it just feels so great uh, to have that done but you know just eager to to do it again like this saturday I already want to go to go to a PD. I, last Friday, I started doing the Minecraft PD online, and I'm uh, <clears throat> I just can't get enough. Like uh, I had these little Adafruit um, Express circuits, and I had no clue how powerful these little things were. And and they've been in my classroom since Ella was in eighth grade that That's first year. Insane. And uh, some were like the Adafruit Classic uh, boards, and some were the Express. I don't even know how it got mixed up there but then hope is like I, I went to her thing at tech fest i went to her makerspace thing there and i'm like wow those things are pretty cool and i was like how do you code these and she's like ms make code i'm like what you can code these on ms ms make code and she's like yeah you better use those or i'm gonna take them from you and then i was like ah oh. and so um even today in class i was sitting with one group and we were going through trying to figure out and i'm like how could we get a bigger speaker on here and it was just so fun working this group of girls is where I'm like tapping this one and then and then sitting together, something I've never done with copper tape and and we got it to work. And it was it was just so fun to have an entire class of eighth graders kind of working on their projects. Like, oh Mr. Lane, it's working. And and I was just so proud of, you know, what 
this ASAP STEM fellowship has given to me as an educator to get me excited, to get me that passion again, to just give my absolute best to the kids. Yeah, I have 100% seen that in your classroom with you as an educator, but then also how that has ignited this flame in your class with the students. And their feeling, especially I love that you're teaching at an eighth grade plus level to my kids, they feel appropriately challenged. You know, I I like that you started a, a... you started a, pro, a process with them that you, you know, kind of tested out, but it's difficult to know if it's going to actually go the way you want it to. And you still went forward trusting that it would work out. And it's even cooler when there's like a tiny couple little hiccups that they are the ones that sort out and work those kinks out. And, they are so engaged. You know, every time I come into your class, they're so dialed in. They have so much ownership. And these are things that spark those passions that then lead kids to go down certain paths. And it's just so cool. And I love that, you know, it just feels right to see a mountain of cardboard outside your classroom as it should be. You know, it's the time of year. It's, it's cardboard time. Now that I'm thinking about it's that. It's rain, raining today. It, it hasn't <laughs> rained in Arizona. Today was the first day. It was actually uh, like below 100 degrees. It was cloudy. Had carpool duty. I mean, you should have seen how fast we got those kids out of there. It was it was a miracle. But it's been hot here in Arizona. And, uh, and just 110, just streak after streak after streak of just hotness. And promised rain, promised some, rain, yeah. promised rain, no rain. Now that you have cardboard. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> that that's the beauty of a makerspace there. And, you know, you're you're constantly tweaking and kind of like how you, you know, revitalize your classroom with your aesthetic. And, you know, it's just, I think the main component, kids come back and they say, it's like, you are the fun, you know, like, I mean, it looks the same, even though it's totally different. You're like, it, it doesn't look the same, you know, and I think it's, it's when kids walk in, it's like they get that feeling. And it's a belief, it's a mindset, and it's how you make kids feel. Uh, oh, I appreciate it. I really think that that is something that's so important to both of us. Uh, and to the beautiful thing is to many teachers on our campus, which I think is why we just love it so much there. But I had a really cool moment today because, you know, this year I've made a conscious choice you know I was talking about the personality posters and I've made a conscious choice to infuse as much art as I can into as many lessons as I can because I have seen you know an art including making you know maker stuff um, because I've seen how much they connect the concepts on a, on a much deeper level and, and in a way that kind of sticks with them. And today I had them do this foldable. I, I did it last year too. And I, I liked it. I just thought this connected for them. And so they kind of gripe at me. Uh, there's, you know, you have the artistic kids, the kids that like that and they thrive. 
and you have the kids that are not vibing with that. And it doesn't matter because it's the same expectation across the board. And so I said today when somebody was complaining like, ah, do we have to draw a picture? Does it have to have color? And I, you know, we went back to the instructions and saw, yes, indeed, those were things. And I then posed the question to my class, why do you think I keep having you draw pictures? Why do you think I have you use color? And so then one of the students said, I think you know that that's going to help us remember it better. And I was like, yes, this is this is a thing. And so then it kind of got the kids thinking, like, it's not busy work. It's not because I want to torture them. And it's not because I'm trying to favor one learning style than the other. It's the complete picture. And it was such a cool moment. And I it just reinforced, like, I'm really glad that this is something that I'm trying to make sure to do with my kids because this year I want to find even more ways for them to retain, not not learn and then dump. I want them to leave my class with that knowledge, as much knowledge as they can that's just part of them, not stuff that they had to learn, but because they did learn it and it's just now part of their who they are. I think the cool thing is you've had so many chance encounters bumping into former students and they've taken advanced bio and they've had this teacher and that teacher and they've come back and they've said the same thing over and over where your class got me through this and I came back to that and as a teacher that's like the greatest joy and they're off to college now and they're like yeah. I remember what we did in eighth grade and it got me through that advanced bio class and where they're going now. So it's so cool that you have that moment. And I agree on the color. Uh, um, I had students were creating these super digital citizen uh, comic strips. And, you know, so it takes the kids some time, the process, being like, all right, how can I relate this to my life? You know, whether it's an adopt me scenario or Fortnite or Minecraft. But then once they're like, do we have that color? I'm like, yes, comics, comic strips are in color. We need color. And then just that extra pop and pizzazz, like just a little bit of color and time to give them color. It just makes all the difference. Yeah. It's just so, it's so interesting how well they have received it. And not all artwork looks the same. (laughs) I always say, I'm not judging the level of your artistic abilities. I am judging whether or not you follow the criteria and I can tell that this made sense to you yeah I remember I had a teacher friend who taught third grade and she had a principal that said I should never come into your classroom and see kids coloring oh and wow yeah, yeah that's awful it is awful and uh, I, the kids just it's relaxing I love to color as an adult <laughs> like when I that's get time to like color to and uh, not all just, admin are created equal they are not and uh, and so it's just so powerful that when kids are coloring, like what that means to their interactive notebook, their assignment or what they're doing and just the conversations that they have as they're doing it. And I mean, I had kids in third grade, uh, first through third grade, uh, doing some coloring and it was just so cool. Like we were labeling the parts of a Chromebook and then they had to draw their favorite thing to do on a Chromebook and just the, the, the pizzazz of color I was just that. so exciting there. Uh, shifting gears now you have a junior and about to be a sophomore 
in college. Now I remember our last so a podcast. Junior in high school. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Clarify a that. Junior in high school, and uh, and soon to be sophomore in college. That is true. Now w- you're going to California this weekend. You're leaving the heat. Mm-hmm. You're getting out of the desert. What's your mindset in year two of dropping your daughter off at college? Complete pride. Complete pride in the fact that my young little, you know, my, my little one has left my home and forged her own path. And, I mean, honestly, she's just thriving. And she really wanted that. And, you know, you think, oh, you know, she'll probably do well. However, seeing her, you have to navigate living away from home, you know, figuring all your meals out, interacting with roommates that you're just getting to know. All of the things, study, like finding the balance of your study time. She got a job while she was out there. She joined a sorority while she was out there. And honestly, she has found, she's found the balance. And she's changed her major, you know, this year, which she was really nervous to tell me. However, that's what life is is finding your passions, finding the things you connect with and doing the things that that you love, the things you're drawn to. And so I'm really, really proud of her. She's very excited to go back. And, um, you know, she's moving into an apartment this year, and I'm thrilled. I, lo- I love that she's so close to her roommates. I think it's a beautiful thing. I don't have that same overwhelming intense feeling this year because I know what my relationship will look like now with my daughter because we've lived it for a year and it has shifted but I absolutely love it and I feel in a good place and I know she's in a good place Um, I don't have any preconceived notions that there will be a tearful goodbye Um, my son and I will be lucky if we you know, leave without a footprint in our hiney (laughs) sending us away. Uh, She's extremely independent unless she runs out of money. Um, But, you know, honestly, I just am incredibly proud of the person that she is. I really am. I just, I have really enjoyed watching her find her own way. And it is, uh, you know, that's what... To me, I never looked at my kids and thought, stay this size, stay this, stay this age. I just, I always wanted to know who they were. And with each year, I get to know more of who they are. Um, and I just feel like that's such an honor to know the person that I have, you know, brought into the world that really ultimately is their own person. It's a beautiful thing. Wow, deep. I mean, I, I feel like we needed some <laughs> some nice music in the background there. That's where the sound guy comes in. Uh, uh, I can't say it anymore. Like that was that was a beautiful soliloquy on uh, on college life as as a mother. Now, can you break down your goodbye last year as you were saying goodbye? Well, I you know I'm my son probably can because I, he's definitely still traumatized by the abruptness, the lack of, uh, conflict on her, on her behalf. I would say, as I recall, we lingered a bit 
for the day. We had to drive back to to Arizona, and so we didn't want to stay too late. Which was a year yesterday, right? Yeah, a year yesterday. So we went to lunch, and it was just kind of awkward. And number one, it's a dorm room, so it's very small. And not only were we in there, but then also her other two roommates were in there, plus, you know, portions of their family from time to time. So, you know, it's just a little cramped. And uh, and then when, you know, I, I like, there was no, she didn't want any of her stuff hung. It was very limited stuff she wanted help with. So it was kind of very much like, like as if they're staring at you being like, okay, so thanks for coming. <laughs> so, um, and so I was having a really hard time and, you know, hugs and stuff, but she just, she was so excited. Everything was absolutely brand new. And so I, I had cried the whole drive out there. So I was okay. I was sad. I was shocked. I was like, okay, well, that wasn't really anything. But then my son and I got stuck in crazy, crazy, crazy traffic going home. And then to boot. You don't we, deal well with traffic. No. And it was awful traffic, memorable traffic. And then the most insane storm that we drove into. And I genuinely feel like I needed that kind of heinous focus because I couldn't focus on Ella and leaving her it was like I had to be present fully to be able to survive the drive and so I think that was a gift from the universe of just letting me having my mind elsewhere but yeah it was very intense I'm hoping this year will be a lot less dramatic because <laughs> I feel in a good place so I don't need all of the fire and brimstone this year so universe please hear me I'm good no, didn't, didn't the street, like, split behind you, like, the highway? Like, wasn't <laughs> oh, yeah. There? there was a portion of the freeway that washed out after we had gone through. But by, like, maybe 40 minutes, maybe, you know, something like that. It was a short amount of time, but the part of the freeway washed out right in an area we would have been. It was so – the and, and there was reports, I think, ahead of us. So if we had gone earlier – by like an hour or so, there was um, baseball size hail and crazy winds and flooding. And then behind us, the the road washed out like 40 minutes behind us. So it's like you look at that timing too, and it was like just this perfect protected pocket, although insanely intense, but we we were really quite fortunate. Well, it has been exciting to kind of see your maturation as a mother uh, in terms of where you were from freshman year and going into sophomore year. You're you're just really so zen about it, and you just have loved the summer with your daughter and could not be more proud of how hard she worked in her freshman year and all the experiences she took in and just how happy she is. I mean, so many kids go to school, they're miserable with, with what they chose and they figure out college is not for them and, you know, some things they're behind and your daughter has just just absolutely soaked up the, the friends, the experience, the the notion, you know, I know some people say it's the best four years of your life, um, but she's just like, 
the best year of my life is the year right now, you know, and, uh, and you are in just such a good place. It's just so cool to see how happy you are for her and where she's going. I appreciate that. You know, I think honestly, what I notice now is the people that probably need the most TLC parents, I would say initially, but you know, my son, he's having a hard time. I think it's been hard for him because he had a hard time with the, you know, the transition of her being gone and then her being back this summer was great uh, but he didn't get to spend as much time as he thought he would. So I think that was hard for him. And then to go have her go back, he is he has voiced a couple times how hard that is for him. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, as the mother, I think, oh, my kids and, you know, this is hard for me or whatever. But I forget for the siblings it's got to be incredibly difficult because this is your playmate for your whole life. And for them, it's, a, you know, your your world is pretty rocked in that department. And even, you know, my kids are, you know, teenagers and you think like, oh, whatever. But you realize, you know, if they're being honest, which my son is all the feels and is years beyond his years in maturity in that department, you know, it it's definitely hard for them well said again well said again my friend uh, and uh, I love how vulnerable and real you've been about this whole experience uh, we can't wait for the recap next week when you come back and tell us how year two freshman to sophomore year drop was and uh, how it was on uh, you and your boy there and uh, you know we, we've reached that time we're trying to do a good job keep it to 30 minutes quick recap of our week tell you what we're doing where we're going what we're excited about all the positivity and education all right people as we always say if you can be anything be kind if you're on social media you can find me on twitter aka x.com which uh, miss Schofield's not accepting <laughs> you can find me at mr lane the stem guy and me at a positive proton if you like this cough if you like this app i mean this podcast uh, <laughs> we like coffee uh, apparently i need a coffee right now uh you can buy us a coffee on buy me a coffee search me up at mr lane the stem guy